the Holy Spirit is all about life and peace and happiness and joy, and the joy of the Lord is our strength. Thank you, Father, for your blessings. Thank you, Father, that we're seated in heavenly places. <laughs> Terry, let's get over here in the spiritual realm with our thinking. This is where we want the listeners to be as well. We want to get over in the spiritual realm of thinking right now, this very moment. I want people to filter out the carnal thoughts right now and begin to focus in on the things of God. And why? So the Holy Spirit can begin to prune our old way of thinking. Then we'll get over there in that supernatural peace of God. Life and peace. Let's do this. John 15, starting with the first verse. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. The vine dresser, the Father who sent the Holy Spirit to us. The vine dresser loves the vine, does he not? He wants to tend to the vine. He wants it to have a deep root system. He wants it to be mature and blossom, to bear fruit. So the Holy Spirit is wanting to begin to prune our minds so we'll be over in the spiritual realm to bear fruit. I farm for a number of years, and when there's fruit, there's stuff for people to eat. But you know what's in the fruit? More seed. Put more seed down and get more fruit, and you get another harvest, and you get more seed. Well, how are those seeds planted, though? Those seeds are planted through what we say. The spiritual words. Yes. And this is where Jesus is wanting us to go. This is what he's wanting us to understand. And he starts it off beautifully in chapter 14 of John. And now we're in chapter 15. And now he's really wanting us to understand. In order for you to bear fruit, you need to have this mindset where you're in the spiritual realm with your thinking. And then you can ask anything in my name because we're here as a team to accomplish a task, and this is to reach others for Christ and set others free. I just love this analogy, Mitch. It just brings it alive for me because I've seen the harvest, I've, and I've seen the seed that you can plant again and grow another harvest. And this picture that he's painted here for us, for us today, that we can join with him now and harvest and reap and feed and harvest and plant. <laughs> but you know... Terry, and you know this being a farmer, it's all by patience. Oh, did you have to bring that up? <laughs> yeah, you wait for the harvest. And the Holy Spirit is patient with us. All that's required from us is to believe and trust in what we're reading. Once we grasp this and begin to walk in this realm, the spiritual realm now, things will begin to prune out of your life. And what really prunes out of your life is your way of thinking and how you speak. Amen. So we've been trying to give people some practical application here and stop, stop what you're thinking and about to say and listen to the Holy Spirit of God now that indwells you. This is training yourself or reprogramming your mind or renewing your mind. Have the, the scripture tells us to renew our mind to who we are now and what we have in Christ. But we have to stop and listen to that Holy Spirit. And Jesus is giving us instructions here on how this is going to take place. In John 15, second verse, Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. 
Who's he? It's the Holy Spirit is going to take away if you allow it. He wants to renew your mind to what you're thinking and what you're going to say. He wants to prune the words that come out of your mouth. He no longer wants your thoughts to be the way of the world. The Holy Spirit wants us in the spiritual realm of thinking. So God can prune all this out of our life. And then he can begin to produce fruit. Yes. There you go. This is the key to things changing in your life. If things are the same and have been the same for years and nothing's changed, you're not bearing fruit. It's because you haven't understood the principle of how the Holy Spirit works in your life. He explains that in verse 4, abide in me and I in you. Pretty simple. There's a period after that. Abide in me and I in you. This is what we need to grasp. I want to ask this question. Do you believe the Holy Spirit lives within you? Do you believe the Holy Spirit's here to teach you? Do you believe the Holy Spirit will guide you and direct you? Do you believe, now this is a big one, Terry. Do you believe that you can ask anything in Jesus' name? This is how he's making intercession for us. We use his name, and this is how he intercedes on our behalf. Because this is where the power and authority is at. It's through Jesus' name. He's given us his power and authority through his word. We skipped over verse 3 here, but I want to read it in the Amplified. Verse 3. You are cleansed and pruned already because of the word which I have given you. The teachings I have discussed with you. Now, dwell in me and I will dwell in you. Verse 4. Live in me, and I will live in you. Just as no branch can bear fruit of itself without abiding in, being virtually united to the vine, neither can you bear fruit unless you abide in me. Terry, I want you to go back to verse 3 and read this verse, would you please? Because there's something there the Holy Spirit struck a chord with me. You are cleansed and pruned already because of the word which I have given you. The teachings I have discussed with you. He discussed the teachings with the disciples. So the seed has been planted in their brain. Now it's going to grow because the Holy Spirit is going to dwell within them so they can bear fruit. And this is what he's trying to instruct them on. They didn't bear much fruit until the Holy Spirit came, did they? No, because they were carnally minded. That's right. They were... Hiding in the upper room. But they were carnally minded. Yes. This is revelation where you can understand why a person who is an unbeliever acts the way they do. It's because they know no different. They're carnally minded. The Holy Spirit of God does not live within them. They're fearful, unsettled. The apostles were fearful and unsettled in that upper room until the Holy Spirit came upon them. Yes. And that seed of the words that the Lord had given them came alive They began to share it with others. They have what we call head knowledge, but they truly do not have it down inside them until the Holy Spirit renews their spirit. You could say they were carnally minded, but they didn't have the Holy Spirit. No. We have the Holy Spirit. But he's he's preparing them to receive the Holy Spirit. That's exactly right. We have the Holy Spirit within us. There's no preparation now. Now he's wanting to instruct us. On stop, think, and listen. 
And also, he's wanting to instruct us in edification, exhortation, and comfort. Oh, Mitch, just as he gave the word to the disciples, and then the Holy Spirit came into them and it became alive, we have been given the Holy Spirit by accepting him, and now he's given us this written word that comes alive in us, just like it came alive in the apostles yes. and the disciples. Kind of happened in reverse. He gave them the word, then the spirit came. We got the spirit. Now we're reading the word. We're coming alive. We're sharing the gospel. Yes. We are wanting to bear fruit. Hallelujah. That's good revelation. Abide in me and I in you. The Holy Spirit does abide within me and I in him. We have a greater advantage than the apostles. This is all supernatural. They saw our Lord in the flesh. They knew him in the flesh. We know him. Paul talks about this in Corinthians. He says, we no longer know our Lord in the flesh. It's through the spirit that we now know him. This is in 2 Corinthians. I believe it's chapter 5. 14. Yes. No, no man after the flesh. Yes. And this is what he's trying to instruct here. It's all through the Spirit. If we're spiritual beings now, if we've been born again by the Spirit, this is what the Holy Spirit's wanting to do now, is prune our minds from carnality to spiritual mindset. So we walk in this spiritual realm. That's why you want to stop and think and listen, and listen to that Holy Spirit of God that indwells you as a believer. Yes. He's pruning our minds. So we begin to speak forth the things of God. He's not pruning the outward manifestation. It's the inward, the spiritual that he is pruning. This makes sense when you start to understand what Jesus is trying to teach here in the Gospels and what Peter and Paul were teaching as well. It's the spiritual. This is why you can ask anything in Jesus' name and it's accomplished. This is how you know you're walking in the Spirit of God. I want to walk in the Spirit of God, Mitch. I want to be like those apostles. Turn the world upside down. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. If we're not listening, stop, think, and listening to the Holy Spirit before we speak or do anything, we're not going to bear fruit. When the apostles were indwelt with the Holy Spirit, they began to speak those truths. And look what happened, Mitch. I'm getting convicted over here because I'm living way below where the apostles were living. When they began to preach the good news, the Spirit of God showed up. We need to get on this. <laughs> you cannot bear fruit by yourself. That's right. If you're walking and speaking carnality behind the pulpit or teaching carnality, the Holy Spirit will not move. That's why we're teaching about the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit of God move in your life. Things will begin to happen for you. And it starts with the individual. Amen. It starts with each one of us. I just feel like I need to go do some self-examination, Mitch. It's not condemning. It's uplifting. Yes. When, when I can believe that the Holy Spirit of God wants to flow out of me to do, God works. What Jesus is trying to instruct them in, very simple fact, is 
You cannot do anything by yourself, period. What I've set out for you to do, you cannot do it by yourself. And this is the mindset we need to have. I cannot go pray for somebody and be in carnality. I cannot teach someone and be in carnality. I cannot do it on my own accord. Verse 7, Amplified says this, If you live in me, abide virtually united to me, and my words remain in you and continue to live in your hearts, ask whatever you will and it shall be done for you. My words. If I'm thinking of God's word, if I'm listening to God's word, if I'm doing those two things, then I'm going to speak God's word. This is how you have peace of mind. John 14, verse 27, I believe it is. This is how you have peace of mind. This is how the Holy Spirit operates. It's through the power of words. And we just have to go back and read the instruction manual because Jesus is giving us a step-by-step on how to do this. And it starts with, you have to believe in me and trust in me. You have to believe that I'm in you and believe that you can't do anything of yourself. That's right. It's not about you. Verse 8, when you bear and produce much fruit, my Father, not us, my Father is honored and glorified, and you show and prove yourselves to be true followers of mine. The Father's tickle pink, isn't he? Amen. He's happy whenever we yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit that lives within us. He's always happy with us, but I think there's sometimes he must be happier. He loves us. He loves us unconditionally. As we were reading in uh, Luke chapter 6, for he is kind to the unthankful and evil. That little passage there has just resonated in my mind. It just makes me think of the love that God has for me and you and everyone, the entire world, and this compassion that he has, the patience, the long-suffering, the gentleness, the love, the kindness the fruit of the Spirit that now lives within me and every believer. That perfect love, that's overwhelming. It's perfect. We can begin to bear fruit when we walk in this spiritual realm. He just wants to prune our mind. He wants to teach us so he can cast out unbelief. Yes, because that's the biggest sin. In John 16, verse 8 and 9, this is talking about the Holy Spirit. When he has come, He will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Now, he doesn't stop there. He goes on to explain what he's talking about. Verse 9, of sin because they do not believe in me. Just what you said, Terry. This is what he's wanting to purge out is unbelief. He's wanting us to trust in him so the vine can have a deep root system and be pruned and nourished This is what the Holy Spirit will do. He's pruning. He's building you up. He's giving you exhortation, bringing things to your mind where you're cleansed by the Word. He's here to encourage you. He's here to guide you into all truth. He's here to warn you and advise you in your spiritual growth. And He's going to comfort us, Terry. This is what the Comforter, the Holy Spirit's to do in our life. This is why we have the analogy of the branches, and we need to believe that Jesus lives within us. His Spirit, the Spirit of God. And He loves us. Just flat loves us. Next verse, 9. I have loved you, 
Jesus was saying these things. I have loved you just as the Father has loved me. Abide in my love. Continue in his love with me. If you keep my commandments, if you continue to obey my instructions, you will abide in my love and live on in it. Just as I have obeyed my Father's commandments and live on in his love. This commandments, love God, love your neighbor. And when you do this, verse 11, you have joy. Hmm. From the New King James, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. When we begin to walk in the spiritual realm with our thinking, we have joy, we have peace. This is the fruit of the Spirit that lives within us. This is what the Holy Spirit is trying to prune out this carnality and instill this spiritual realm of love. This is the bottom line, isn't it, Terry? It's love. And if I'm walking in the spiritual realm of love, I'm going to speak well of my enemies. I'm going to bless them. I'm not going to curse them. I'm going to pray for them. Those who spitefully use me, I'm going to pray for them. Those who want to steal my coat, take advantage of me. I'm going to love them. Those who lie to me, I'm going to love them. All those things, Terry. Jesus was here on earth and set the example for this. They lied to him. They cheated him. They beat him. But he still showed love to them as they were nailing him to the cross. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. This is the mindset the Holy Spirit is trying to put in our minds. He's trying to prune out our old selfish way of thinking and instill love. This whole thing about stopping and listening, thinking about what the Holy Spirit is wanting you to say, happens in a split second, quickly. I've done it in the natural so many times. I'm in a situation where there's words are kicked back and forth, And there's this still small voice in me saying, don't say that. And I say it anyway. And it's just this quick thing that if I would have just stopped for a split second, and it got a great big mess because I didn't listen. Now we have the Holy Spirit who knows all things. He's our comforter. He's our standby. He's our helper. If we just stop for that split second, He knows all things. This is why we need to stop, think, and listen, because the Holy Spirit knows why a person is saying something to you. And He wants you to stop, think, and listen in the spiritual to give you the words to say to this individual to help him. But if we take offense to what someone says, we get angry, we start defending ourselves, and then we speak forth the things that are not of God. And the Holy Spirit is trying to instruct us. I want to prune this carnality out of your mind because it's not working. You're not going to have joy and peace. So this is a good analogy you were using, Terry, is the fact that we need to stop, think, and listen because the Holy Spirit has the answer because He knows all things. I want the listeners to think about this. Do you believe the Holy Spirit knows all things? And if you do, then you need to... Stop, think, and listen, so he'll give you the words to say. Mitch, I heard a guy not too long ago say, 
We all ought to get one of those recording devices and strap it to our belt and run this little lapel mic up <laughs> and walk around all day with that thing on. And when you get home, play it back. And he said, you probably never, ever do that again because there'll be a lot of stuff you said that you wish you wouldn't have said. <laughs> That's true. We're in this world and we're of this world and we all make mistakes and say the wrong thing from time to time. But the more you're aware of what you're saying the less trouble you'll get yourself into. Let's put, just put it that way. Well, <laughs> listening to the Holy Spirit is awesome. That's the key to this whole thing, is training your mind to listen, stop, think, and listen. And training takes some time. Patience. Patience. It goes back to planting the seed. It takes patience for it to grow. And this is what we're wanting to remember. Do not get frustrated. Here's something I want to interject there, too. The better I took care of the seed, the more I paid attention to its needs for fertilizer, watering it, providing the best environment I possibly could. It grows by itself. I can't make it come up, but I can enhance its environment. Let's enhance the environment of the Holy Spirit that indwells us so we can produce fruit. You just described chapter 15. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> the vine dresser is the Holy Spirit. And he's wanting a deep root system within us. The root system's listening to the Holy Spirit. And he's wanting to prune out our carnality. We have the perfect seed. It's incorruptible. Yes, by being born again. Yes. The better environment that seed's in, the more fruit, the bigger the harvest, the more seed. Wow. This all makes sense now, doesn't it? Pretty simple. I want my mind to be in the spiritual realm. I want to be walking in the Spirit of God. I want to be... Thinking on the things of God. Wait a minute, Mitch. You know when I planted that seed and I did the best possible job, if a harvest wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be, it didn't keep me from planting another crop. We should never get tired of planting the word in our hearts so that we can produce fruit, so we can share it with others. Sometimes we don't see the harvest in the natural, but we have to believe in the supernatural that planting of the supernatural seed in our hearts and in other people's hearts. It's incorruptible seed. If the environment becomes right, it'll produce, period. It produces so we can fight this spiritual warfare. This is what we're going through. I'm over here in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, the schemes, the lies, the untruths. Verse 12, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Terry, this is why the Holy Spirit is wanting to prune our minds to, so we'll walk in this spiritual walk where we have this spiritual mindset. If we keep this seed, this incorruptible seed of God that's been planted in our hearts, nourish it, protect it, all of those things, it will produce supernatural results. Terry, everything we've been talking about boils down to this fact. We can have victory over Satan, over demonic activity, over everything that is in the world. If we put on the whole armor of God, and the whole armor of God is very simple. 
It's the Holy Spirit of God that lives within us. We have that victory in Jesus. We have that victory over the devil. We have that in Jesus. We have that in the Holy Spirit. We have to renew our mind to this awesome Word of God, this power of God that's already in us through the Holy Spirit. It's a done deal. And when we do this, Terry, by renewing our mind, this is why we can go to Jesus and ask anything in His name. We can use His name, His power and authority. And it's to do what? Fight this spiritual warfare. Because we're in a battle. We're in a war. And we've been equipped through the power of the Holy Spirit to fight this battle. Done deal. And it begins by stop, think, and listen to the Holy Spirit so you can fight this battle.